you for listening to the Healthy Project Podcast with your host, Corey Dion Lewis, primary care health coach and health education specialist. You will learn from health professionals from all over the world on how to plan and take action to improve your health and live with purpose on purpose. Like to work one-on-one with Corey to achieve your goals? Go to healthcoachlou.com or email Corey at Corey at healthcoachlou.com. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to the Healthy Project Podcast. I am your host, Corey Dion Lewis, and I got a, I know I always say I got a special guest in the building, but this is my family, y'all. I got Heather Bird Roberts in the building. Heather, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm also excited, but I'm always also excited. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as as long as we're having great conversation, I mean that that's what excites me. So it's Absolutely. not that hard. <laughs> Absolutely. And and to be honest with you, Heather, I think not only is it going to be a great conversation, I think it's a necessary conversation for mm-hmm. multiple reasons. One, if you know, if we we just got over 2020, right? A lot of high stress, high anxiety, time, um, not only just for everybody in the world, but people of color. I mean, there was, there was a lot going on, going on. And then they kind of <laughs> and then that kind of stumbled in 2021. Still some of the same feelings, um, trying to move forward. But you know, as I see people at the hospital, like people have said you know, talking about, you know, when you're going through times of stress or uh, whatever the case may be, write, you know, journal. And these, and these are things that I say to my patients, like, Hey, start a gratitude journal or start a journal, Mm -hmm. you know, to write down your feelings. The issue is I get, well, I don't know how to start. Mm -hmm. And who better to talk to about starting writing than some who than someone who is a professional author, you know, th- you know, someone like yourself who teaches people how to write. Yes. First of all, I, I kind of wanted to set that up for the, the, the people <laughs> and, and for you, but also, you know, before we get going talking about, you know, how people can start writing and to you know kind of better themselves, tell the people about yourself, you know, your background, how you started and, and how you got to where you're at now. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I do a lot of different things. I do not know how to sit down. Um, I love working with the right people. So, uh, I am a poet. I am an educator. I am an author of Mahogany, a love letter to black. But I think most importantly, the thing that kind of brings all of that together is that I'm a creative catalyst. And so what that kind of means is I, Uh, I'm able to take ideas that people have um, when they're stuck or just trying to figure out how to actualize and make them reality. I am able to take that big dream and kind of pull it down so that pieces of it can be reality or the root of what they're trying to get to is reality. And I've spent my entire life doing that, which I really, really enjoy doing. I don't know what it is. It's me, whiteboards, sticky notes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) how can we line everything up? It's it's the, it's the actualization of, of a dream that I love doing. Um, I came across writing, um, in my household actually. So the older I get, the more I started to dig into my family history and my grandmother 
was a huge supporter of education. Um, there are a bunch of educators in my family, and she even used to tell me, like, Grandma, I want to go outside. I'm like, why do you want to go outside? Well, I'm bored. If you're bored, read a book. Like, she would just push <laughs> literacy <laughs> my way. And so um, she was also a writer herself. And so a lot of that kind of trickled on down to me. My mother's an educator. She taught for over 40 years. She's a retired teacher, um, has been in all sorts of classrooms. So it was kind of in my blood. Um, in terms of writing and there's a lot of creatives on like our side of the family so it's like I don't know I got I got pieces of um, the music and I got pieces of the writing and I found a way to make kind of all of it come together I didn't always used to like poetry but I did always love writing which is I don't know there's something about it that that allows us to have conversations about difficult topics that I really, really enjoy. It's like mm-hmm. an entry point into those difficult conversations. Right. So it, it kind of opens up, it, it allows you to open up yourself, you know, and what I noticed even through, and you've helped me just with little things that if in my pursuit to write a book and what I've noticed. Go is, happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. That book is coming. <laughs> <laughs> I put it out to the world. It's, it's, com- it's coming. Yep, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> but what is it about writing that you feel can help somebody release their, you know, their, their feelings within, with inside? Because some people have a hard time mm-hmm. talking, right? Or expressing how they feel. Yeah. What what is it about the process of writing that can allow somebody to take what they're thinking and and put that on on paper or word document? Yeah, I think it's the process of writing that allows us to be more truthful with ourselves than we are when we are talking with someone. So just take, for instance, if you're writing in a journal, um, there's something about that brain to hand to paper that takes you to places that you wouldn't have normally thought to go to. So if you're completely honest with yourself and you are trusting the process, a lot of writers will tell you if they're like writing a story, they didn't know where that story was going to end. They might've had an idea, but until they started writing and getting into the process and really just trusting yourself and allow it to flow, things come out that you didn't really, (laughs) you didn't really know. We're going to come out, you know? So when it comes to just journaling, and that's what I, when I work with my clients and I work with just students in general, I have them journal before anything. So there's this intimidation that comes around, comes along with writing a poem or like writing something and insert genre here. Before we even get to that space, we need to journal past all of the fears that we have and all of Mm. the... I don't know, preconceived notions about what something needs to be. And once we are able to journal past that, being able to take the journal entry, find the nugget, find the main line or the main topic that you're really trying to focus on, and then throwing questions to dig deeper and deeper and deeper to really try to figure out where folks are going. So like the easiest thing people can do is um, when you're writing in your journal and you feel like you're getting stuck, ask yourself why. And continuously ask yourself why until you either find an answer, because I'm not going to say the answer, but until you find an answer or you find something that your body will gravitate towards that you can then expand on. It's 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 an experiment for sure. Yes. And I was, as you were saying that, 
my thought is if when someone's getting and I'm talking I'm talking specifically about somebody, you know, like journaling out their their thoughts mm-hmm. and their and their feelings. Could it be? And this is just this is just a random thought as you were talking. Mm-hmm. They're stuck because they're afraid to put down what they know they need to write down. Yes. Yes. Because yes. once it becomes yes. on paper, it's real. <laughs> it's real. It's real and it's out there in the universe. So that's that's a part of trusting yourself while you are writing. Yes. It's very much like when you write it down, it's staring back at you. <laughs> and, you have to, and you have to, you know, kind of confront some things. Yeah. So, Definitely. That's the beauty, though, I think. And I think that's the hard part is mm-hmm. you know, you're in your comfort zone. You're feeling good. You can you can write about how, everything else other than yeah. what's going on. And once you pass that fear zone, then you can start to learn and you can start to grow. Yes. To get to that, to f- tackle that fear for a lot of people. And that's why I think whenever I tell people to journal, because I know there's benefits to it, they're like, oh, okay. Knowing they ain't going <laughs> to attempt to yeah. go to attempt it. It's a it's a process. It's a mindset shift for sure to get yourself to a space that allows you to be truthful with yourself. Because mm-hmm. once you're you're you allow yourself to be truthful, then things will come about, right? Um, right. That you we're we're holding in our body our bodies hold a lot of stories there are some folks so I've, I've talked to some people who don't believe they have a story and that's first off that's false everyone has a story mm. it's whether or not you believe you have the story um we're like oh i've heard the story before but it hasn't been your story your story is going to is is going to be what makes it unique um and our bodies hold on to history in a way that sometimes we don't even know how to articulate when we're speaking like like this, right? Right. And it's, I don't know, it's something about the little magic in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> when you write it out, it finds the place in your body that is holding on to something that you need to get rid of and it allows it to kind of just come out of your hand onto the page. Yeah. Well, you said something, Heather, about getting into that space. Mm-hmm. How can someone get into that space? Like if they're, if they, in their heart, they want to journal cause they, they know the benefits and they want to, they want to tell their story, but they're having a hard time getting into that space. What are some things you can do to get it, to get into the zone or get into that space to be able to write? Yes. Um, there, there are a couple of different ways. I will give you the preferred way, at least that I like to tell people first, there are other options, but because we want to get from head to hand to paper. And I feel like that is the best way to to try to work through things. I'll give you that one first. So um, first you gotta make the commitment to yourself. Um, None of this is gonna be possible until you allow yourself to be in that space and make that commitment to yourself. Um, Once you kind of move past that step, being able to schedule time. A lot of people say, oh, I don't have time to write. If you schedule time to write, like you schedule everything else in your life, hopefully, mm-hmm. or things just pop up, but like scheduling, you know, you have to, you know, you have to do it. So if you're making that commitment to yourself and then you schedule time, you're already ahead of the game. So you made the commitment, you've scheduled the time. Now you sit down and you write. Um, I like to try to write in the morning. I write all at all 
parts of the day. I'm also a night owl, so sometimes you'll get that out of me too. But if you wake up in the morning, that's your scheduled time. You sit down and um, write at least three pages. So get a journal, designate your journal, have a designated journal for just your, your, your morning writing and write at least three pages. And the th- and the reason why I say at least three is because what I have noticed is on the days that I don't want to write <laughs> or the days that I don't even know what my mind is doing, once I hit page three is usually when the realness starts coming out. Mm. Um, and even if you're sitting down and you're like, well, I don't know what to write, literally write. I don't know what to write. I don't have anything to say. You write that enough times. And something will pop up in your mind. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, you won't on purpose write three pages of I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You could if you wanted to. Uh, but eventually something's going to come up in your mind. It's, again, about the trust, trusting your intuition and allowing yourself to go there. Um, for me, three pages takes me about 25 minutes. So even if you want to, some people write faster or whatever the case may be. Um, if you want to set your timer for 25 minutes and just let go of whether or not you're writing three pages, set that timer, sit down and write. Um, and then the third thing I will say, well, kind of third slash fourth thing I will say is let go of perfection. Mm. I know for me, I am a perfectionist and I am recovering. <laughs> I'm working on it. Um, And while you're in this mode, you're not turning this journal in to anyone. This is for yourself. So letting go of whether or not you spelled a word right or whether or not you forgot punctuation or whether or not the sentence structure is correct or what thinking about whether or not, um, you know, if English is your second language, whether or not you're, you're putting things together, whatever it may be, let it all go and just write in that moment and let go of perfection. Man, that's, that is so true. Even when I've, and I've noticed it when I've tried to journal is I was doing a whole lot of erasing. Nope. Because I was so, <laughs> for one, when I say erasing, I'm, I'm on, I'm on word. Like I'm not writing nothing down. And that was what I was going to say. <laughs> that, there, there's the something about lines, the bro. computer Man. You have an easier time to edit things. You look at it and you read it. And you're like, no, delete, 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 delete. And then you go. That's another reason why hand, like actually writing it down. Yeah. You're least likely to try to erase something. Like you, <laughs> might, you might still be stubborn like I am. Be like, no, that's not right. You just, you just got to let it go. Sometimes computers do work best for people. I, I think there's, there's something about, Brain to hand to computer that still allows you to lie. <laughs> lie to Ooh. yourself. I think I think if there's something that still allows you to lie to yourself. Um, explain that a little bit. What do you mean by that? Because we are so used to editing in the moment while we're typing. Mm. We're just used to when we text. You know what I'm saying? If you yeah. got an iPhone, another person got an iPhone, and you see that bubble going... <laughs> And that bubble is just like, oh, this is gonna be a juicy message, and all you get is okay. <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> all you get is an oh, that means they put something in there that it erased yeah. it, or they tried to find the most. Yeah. Like you overthink. Yes, that's so. That so true. You do. You overthink. Um, 
I will say for another option, even though I do prefer writing by hand, because I'll even write my notes where here's this was I was a part of a, a, a workshop um, with this writers group, group that I'm a part of. And before I even started writing the poem, I had bullet points and ideas that mm. I wrote down. I had the beginning of a poem. And then I was like, why am I trying to put it in a poem, a poetic format, just journal. And so I just like wrote and then took that and typed it up and then had a chance to go through the the editing phase. Uh, But for some folks, writing can be difficult. And I know I go through phases where writing is just a challenge for me. I still push myself to do it. So I have this physical representation, Um, but record yourself. Mm. some people like I don't have a story and I was like okay all right let me send you some questions (laughs) and you talk it out like you're doing an interview interview yourself and I bet you you will find a story somewhere in there if you just allow yourself to talk you'll find something I've been doing that a lot it's funny it's funny you said that I'm gonna show you because I will as as I'm going through this process of trying to write Mm-hmm. I will have ideas or I'll have a bar. Something I'm like, ooh, that's a bar. Yes. But I'll be in, I'll be in the car driving or in the shower or half sleep. Like, Why do things <laughs> come to us in the shower? Do you know <laughs> that is no. one of the best, most rudest things that happens to me on a but, daily basis? <laughs> but look, I'll hop out that joker, grab my phone, and I'll start. And I'll, look, I got all these. and i'll just say it and then when when i go back to and i listen to the i i like to listen to them all at the same time as i'm writing so i can just kind of remember where where my mind was at Mm -hmm. but man i think that is so important just to just to get it out in the moment because if i if i didn't there are times where i'd be like oh that's that sounds good i gotta remember to write that when i'm at my computer Yes. Yep. You know, and then I forget and I'm like, dang, like what, where, where, where was my mind? Where was my heart at, at the moment? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I don't yep. know where, what my, where my emotion was and yep. I can't now it's just gone. Yes. And that's another reason why you should keep a notebook on your nightstand or somewhere by your bed, notebook and a pen. Cause mm. I, I don't know what it is. I'm a vivid dreamer. Like my imagination just, it takes me so many different places. <laughs> Um, but when I wake up in the, in the middle of the night, not even just in the morning, I'll have like a bar and I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta write that down. Now I've gone through this enough times to be like, I remember when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. (laughs) Nope. That thing gone. gone. So I've had to literally roll over, just open up my notebook, write it down and then roll back over and go to sleep. Or when I go, when I have, uh, Fits of creative creative mania. <laughs> mm. uh, someone broke that down for me, and I was like, "Oh man, that's so real." I'll have to actually get up, and I have an entire whiteboard um, that is a wall that's plastered with whiteboard paper, and I have to get up and write it on the whiteboard so that I can mm-hmm. like I can work through it later because it'll just gnaw at me. <laughs> I feel like everything you're saying is like. What people should be doing anyway to to work through their feelings, yeah. to, to write. Yes. Not even just to write, just to work through. I yes. mean, it's it's been. I mean, the past year has been has been interesting. People are going mm-hmm. through anxiety, stress, losing jobs, losing family members to 
yes. COVID-19 and have no outlet to express it because yeah. they stuck in the house or they can't yeah. leave nowhere, they're quarantined or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I definitely would love your thoughts on this. But if you just have outlets everywhere, a whiteboard, a journal, um, record just to get how you're feeling out and, and to, to write it, I think that is, it sounds so healthy to me. It is. I, I actually feel a release. Now, it's not a replacement for anything that, you know, that is out there. If you right. see a therapist or you see you know, someone, someone who's licensed, it, this is not a replacement. A and that's something that people, what was that? It's just a tool. I mean, it's, it's just a tool. Yes. Some people confuse writing as therapy. Right. It's therapeutic, but it's, it's not. It's not a replacement for other avenues. It's it's a way to help you kind of work your way through. So that's a, that's a misconception that's out there. They're like, yeah, it's my therapy, and I was like, hmm. Mm. You just there's still going to be a piece of you that is not going to see what someone else is going to see, you know. Right. So yeah, it's 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 really useful, and I can during during like you said during times like these where we are stuck in the house um, and don't have the interaction that we are so used to having. There's a lot that's I even feel built up in my body that being able to get out there's, there's a slight release. It's like when you look at a, a, a bike tire, <laughs> you mm. threw the top off of the bike tire and there's too much pressure in it. It's about to burst. Yeah. Just, you know, taking that, that, that cap off and it's just a yeah. little so that you don't explode. Yeah. That's real. That's mm-hmm. real. So, you know, going, going forward and, and, you know, you, you do that. This is, this is your wheelhouse. Writing is, is, is where where it's at, right? Yes. Yes. Um, how do you, you know, someone who is um I guess what's the word I'm looking for? They don't see the benefit that they come, they're coming to you, they're like they they know they want to write, they don't see the benefit, they they don't care. Um is there you know, is there a way that you work with someone who is just kind of fighting, fighting you, like not really wanting to work with you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I hitting a nerve? <laughs> I went straight back to in person. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to coach uh, a poetry team um, at Cornell College. And there were a couple of students that they were really resistant um, and they just came to the front of my mind. It was really funny. So I, I honestly believe that you're not as resistant as you think you are mm. if you are coming to see me. Right. Mm. So if you wanted nothing to do with this, why, why, are why you, are you here? Why are you here? So there's a piece of you that wants it. And so it's just about uncovering one where that hesitation lives and um, how we can kind of peel away and break through it in order to get you in a space where you are comfortable. Um, so that that's what made me giggle because there were just there were students. They're like, I don't, I'm not here for this. I'm like, but you're here. You're but you're here. <laughs> so I, I take advantage of having people in front of me, and and I think <laughs> the best way that I can describe myself um, is I'm a combination of ripe mangoes and cayenne pepper. 
Explain and this. <laughs> I'm going to click the combination of the two. So I can, I, I am sweet. Can't be sweet. But I also got that little fire in me. Like, mm. <laughs> both sides of my family, they, they got a little <laughs> aggressiveness in them. You know what I'm saying? And I got, I got it bad. Um, but I've learned how to, to harness that, I guess, aggression into passion. Mm. Um, and because I am so passionate about this, um, I challenge people in a way that is received well. So if you are in front of me, this isn't just a la la, let's play. Like if, if you're here, you're here to work and we have fun. Don't get me wrong. Right. right. Um, but we're here to, I'm not, I'm not the only person that's being challenged in this instance either. So like, I feel like there's a, re- a reciprocation that happens between if you're working with a client or if you're working with a group, like we're learning from each other, but we're here to make each other better people. And the way that we can make each other better is by challenging one another. And so there will be times where I pose a question um, or bring a poem in, or we're just having conversation. And I'm like, ah, you, you purposefully flew over that. Let's go back and you can see it in their face. So like I pay attention to the facial expression, mm-hmm. how far I can push, how far, you know, maybe I need to pull back a little bit. So it's all about being in the moment um, and really feeding off of the energy. But again, if you were here and you were with me, there's a piece of you that wants to be here and work with me. So right. playing on that works. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's, it's, it's now your responsibility to pull that out of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because right? yeah. you you can see that you know they're there for a re yeah. they're there for a reason. You just gotta find the reason, or maybe they don't even maybe they just have a feeling, or they they want to, but they don't know what their meaning, their value is, or what their what their meaning yes. is, or why they're there. Yes. Yep. And it's, it's just it's just about finding out what that thing is. It's the it's the catalyst in me. It's all right. Yeah. We're here. How can I supercharge you? Like how can <laughs> Right. How can, we, how can we use what you already possess? And one, to get you to even realize that you already possess. Like my nephew makes fun of me. He's 10. And I tell him I'm magic. He goes, TT, you're not magic. <laughs> I'm like, okay, first of all, I am magic. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's, there's something that allows me to supercharge others that I really, really enjoy watching take place so that they can be them, their, them, their best selves. Um, yeah. Mm, perfect. What is it that you, as, as a coach, you know, my, my thing is like, I just, I know when it, when it works in the sense of like, I know when I'm meeting with somebody, like when it clicks, like they mm-hmm. say something or they do something or they have a different energy to them. I'm like, okay, we're, we're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. What is that thing that you see in people mm-hmm. that once they get it, you're like, Oh, okay. We it's starting to click now. You know what? What does that? What does that look like? Oh, it varies for people. There's not. I don't. Mm-hmm. It depends on what their challenge is. I think it's it's really dependent on their challenge. So there's one student in particular that I'm thinking about. Uh, hmm, about seven eight years ago, who's terrified of the stage absolutely terrified of performing but their friends came to to poetry club and they participated and um 
There were moments where we would do exercises that they were resistant to, but they did it anyway. For me in that moment, having them perform was something that like, I even got the chills just thinking about it, like Mm. having them perform because that was their specific hurdle, getting in front of people and speaking Um, because there's so many different, um, yeah, there's so many different hurdles that someone can, can face and it depends on what your end goal is. Is it just journaling and it's staying in your journal? Is it, you know, putting it in front of people and reciting it? Is it putting together a book? Like what is that thing for them in particular? Um, getting up in front of the microphone and reciting their poem was huge. Um, sometimes folks just saying yes to the process and participating is something that if, if they, if there's something that they wouldn't have normally done, right? you can tell, like you, you, you can watch the resistance happen. And then once they're in it with you, you're like, ah, Okay. So it, it, there isn't that one thing there. It's, it's very, and watching, really watching them fly, figuring out what's going to allow their wingspan to just really take up space and take off. I know that's not specific, but it's it's really, it's really based on the challenge. And it makes sense. And, And I'm thinking like, you know, going back to a health and wellness perspective, because that's where I can, that's where I can come from is, you know, I don't believe, and I would love your opinion on this because Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not, you know, I could be wrong, but I don't feel like people can truly grow if they just stay in a comp and stay comfortable. No, like if, if you're, if let's say, let's take journaling, for example, like, right. Right. So like, Hey, if I'm seeing a patient and I, and I haven't done this, I haven't told someone to do this, but just mm-hmm. thinking about it, it makes sense to me. But if I have somebody in my office and I'm like, I think you should journal because it's, these are the benefits, you know, blah, 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 blah. If you're just journaling and keeping it to yourself, are you really growing from that situation? Maybe you should start a blog. Maybe you should start talking to some more people. Maybe you should build a community around what you're going through so you can grow from your situation. Mm. Mm. And, and maybe I'm wrong. I maybe maybe people are going through some things that are maybe too personal. But I feel like if you're if you want to grow, you just can't stay in one place. And maybe just writing it down and processing it yourself is good enough, which which is cool. Um, but if it's not, and you're just you're just journaling just because you you know it's good, and you're just journaling, and then you throw it on the bookshelf and just don't worry about it. Are you really? are you writing just to write or are you writing to, for the benefit of, for the benefits? Yeah. Again, not, not a prescriptive answer, but (laughs) um, I I think it depends on the situation. Right. So sometimes getting people to write is that push. Right. Um, When we start talking about sharing some things, either aren't ready, you know, some things you just aren't ready to share. So like I'm, I'm hearing, you know, the blog, I'm hearing the the community, but maybe it is the push could be we share with one person. So whether that is someone who is, you know, a licensed therapist or it's a friend, someone who you trust that you're sharing this information with, um, you could potentially push yourself through writing. 
but there's no one there to hold you accountable for. So I, I right. see what you're talking about. Um, but I also have been in spaces where folks feel as if they have to share. Oh, um, especially well, yeah. in, so that's, that's what, that's the lens I'm coming into this with. Yeah. Like, you know, the slam world, the performance world, people feel as if their trauma needs to be told in order to get the, 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 the eyes or the, the high scores. And mm-hmm. that can lead to a lot of damage when you feel as if you have to do these sorts of things. Yeah. It's funny. So you it's said that. About, yeah. It's all about prescribing what fits the situation that doesn't harm the other person in the process. Cause sometimes you could build spaces and then here you are reliving this trauma yeah. over and over and over again to build community, but in the end you're going home and you're having to live with that. Right. And so how yeah. do you hear yourself? That's so true. It's funny. You said that because there is a podcaster and I forgot her name, um, but she has started a podcast um, based off of her childhood trauma to help mm-hmm. people. And she was helping people. Yes. And, but she realized that she thought she was over it and and she wasn't Mm -mm. right. So I guess what, what I'm, let me, let me moonwalk a little bit. (laughs) 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 Say if you, if you are going through something and and granted the people that I'm telling to, you know, journal, Mm -hmm. I mean, they tell me everything anyway. So they're not really going through anything super duper deep, but let's just say just for example's sake, it is a childhood trauma or something they haven't really got over. I still feel like journaling and writing would be beneficial as a therapeutic tool, but maybe if you want to grow from that, your next step should be a therapist. Yes. I, I would agree. <laughs> yeah. I, I would agree. Cause that's something that no matter how, cause I'm a very, introspective individual Mm -hmm. but there are also we all have our blind spots so there are going to be things that we're not going to be able to tackle just through writing yeah so yeah that challenge would be that next step seeing someone who can walk you through and the journaling could even uh complement the conversations that you're having in therapy so i've 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 gone to therapy um a, a few times um, and by few, that's there's a there's a larger word for that. But like I I go because um, sometimes there are things I just cannot work through. Yeah. Uh, or there are things that I know that that trigger me that I have yet to be able to get a handle on. Um, and there are questions that that are asked of me in therapy that in that moment I can't work through. And I, I just don't know what it is. And I haven't been able to, to articulate it. So I'll take that question back with me. And so when I wake mm-hmm. up in the morning and I'm journaling, that's what I am trying to discover through the writing. Um, and it's that, you know, you'll know it when that thing happens, your body will tell you this is when your intuition starts talking to you, your body will tell you, Oh, that's the thing. That's nope, why, that's, it. that's why I'm, you know, afraid of this or not doing this or hesitant, you know, whatever the case may be. Your body will let you know. And so using it as a, as a complimentary tool while in therapy. Yeah, that that's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, Heather, <laughs> man, you dropped some great information today. I so appreciate your time. Um, if the people listening, if they wanted to get a hold of you, yeah. um, learn more about you, uh, 
be a part of your community that you're that you're growing on online? How can people how can people reach out to you and where can they find you? For sure, for sure. Can I plug something really quick? You can plug whatever you want. Really yeah. align with what we're doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, because a lot of this, um, when you start talking to, to people who really don't know how to get started and really want to to write more, but just need a little guidance. It's about direction, it's about community, and it's about mindset shift, right? And so I am creating a course, it's called Learn to Fly, um, How to Rise in Your Creative Badassery in Six Weeks. Um, (laughs) And it really, I love the name. Um, It's it's really helping writers who desire community and direction learn to unpack their creative barriers so they can increase their self-confidence and build strong, stronger, artistic muscles. So um, this is a six-week course that I will be starting in February. And if there are folks out there who are interested in being a part of this community, um, looking for someone to really push them past their fears, because that was something else that we talked about in the beginning, um, this is definitely the course for you. So um, if you are interested, just even being in touch with me overall, I would love to learn more information about the course. Um, I can be found on social media. So both um, Facebook and Instagram under Blue Birds World. So that's B-L-U-B-Y-R-D-S-W-O-R-L-D. Um, and that's both on Facebook and Instagram. Or I would suggest you visit my revamped website. I'm so excited. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> nice. <laughs> As you grow. Um, that's right. You know, getting allowing to yourself to to be revamped in that process as you were growing. So this is new as of like two weeks ago. Um, and you can visit me at birdsworld.com. So that's bird with a Y, B-Y-R-D-S, world, W-O-R-L-D.com. Or you can email me at info at birdsworld.com. So I'm very uh, approachable. <laughs> if you have any questions <laughs> whatsoever, um, I don't believe in stupid questions. Um, if you don't know, the only way you're going to learn is to ask. My grandmother taught me that one too. So she is an educator by heart, but that yes. is what you are. Yes. Educator. <laughs> right. So again, Heather, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you um, for having me. And everyone, thank you for listening to the Healthy Project Podcast. I'll holler at you next time. Love this episode of the Healthy Project Podcast? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Be sure to visit www.healthcoachlou.com to join the community newsletter, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content.